Hi, I'd like to welcome you to The Apologist Bookshelf. I'm Gary Zacharias. I'm going to look at another book by Greg Kokel. We did uh, one of his previous books, Relativism, on another podcast. This one is called A Story of Reality. Uh, some people have called it the 21st century mere Christianity for people who like C.S. Lewis. And I would agree it's uh, easier to read than C.S. Lewis. Uh, it covers a lot of the same things, kind of a combination of theology and apologetics. And he gives us kind of the story of the world through a wide-angle lens, which is uh, really interesting. J. Warner Wallace, one of my favorite authors and favorite people, calls it a modern classic. And he calls it masterful, measured intelligence and insightful book. Intelligent and insightful book. Um, Rick Warren says, The clearest explanation of the Christian worldview I've ever read, written in a style everyone can understand. Now, I've written and I've spoken on worldviews, and uh, Kokel does such an excellent job in this area. So what he does is he tells the story of the Bible through five words. Pretty amazing. It's easy to remember these five. These are things that you can share with other people. God, man, Jesus, cross, resurrection. Now, resurrection, he's talking about the end of, of times, that resurrection. So what I'd like to do is just go over the introduction with you today. And I'm sure hoping you would pick it up and read it yourself and start passing them out to people who are curious about Christian things. He says, uh, so I'm just going to read his first section of the book, which he calls, let me look it up here real fast. He just calls it reality before he gets to those five words. So he calls it reality. And he says there's a little bit of confusion today. He said people don't come right out and tell others that their religious stories that they believe are really false. They don't say that, but they don't really think they're true either, not in the deep sense of the word. And I think I think he's right here. He says that people, many people think of religion as a kind of spiritual fantasy club. You know, join the club you like, meet your needs, and not real demanding. That's the point of religion, but don't conf confuse these religious stories with reality. And he says, for these people, it's kind of an exercise in spiritual wishful thinking. So he asks, well, what is Christianity? He says the correct answer is this. Christianity is a picture of reality. What's a picture of reality? A worldview. And there are other worldviews out there. And he says, actually, when you think about it, that there really isn't a difference between an atheist and a religious person because each believes particular things are true about the world. They each have worldviews. Nobody goes through life without a worldview. And I, I really like what he says here. He says, you know, it's always struck him as odd that some people say, hey, your views are, are uh, uh, that you think you're right and everybody's wrong. That's bigoted. That's intolerant. But he says, well, consider the alternative. The person who's objecting thinks that his own views are correct as well. That's why he's objecting. Everybody thinks they're right and the other is wrong. So why is it that only the religious person is being branded a bigot for thinking he or she is right? He says, all of us have a worldview picture. But he says, some worldviews work better than others. He says, not all of them are equal. So now that he's talking about worldviews, he says, every worldview has four elements. And the, these have to fit together to make a worldview. He says, here are the four. Creation. How did things begin? Fall. What's the problem? Everybody agrees something's gone wrong. Redemption. How do we solve this? How do we get humans back on track again? 
and then finally restoration. What would the world look like if you could make that kind of repair? So he says, worldviews are struggling and wrestling with these big questions. Where did we come from? What's our problem? What's our solution? How will things end for us? I think there are more questions to worldviews, but those four are crucial, aren't they? You could also ask the question, so while we're here, how should we act? That would be a question of morality. And he says, every worldview tries to tell a story, a story of reality. I mean, think about Marxism or Freudianism or Islam. They all try to tell you what reality is. He says, think of it kind of like a big puzzle of pieces, and you're trying to put pieces together. And he says, if you know what the big picture looks like beforehand, if you know that, then you can put the smaller pieces together. So he says, first of all, Christianity is first and foremost a picture of reality, a story of the way the world is, a worldview. He says it's a story and it has those four elements, beginning, conflict, conflict resolution, and the ending. That'd be creation, fall, redemption, and restoration. So he says, at the, as he ends the first section here, Christianity is the story of how the world began, why the world is the way it is, what role we play in the drama, and how all the plot lines of the story are resolved in the end. So it's a story. And so he talks about what kind of story is it? He says, well, it's different than other stories in one key way. Christianity's story doesn't start once upon a time. He said, now, he's calling Christianity true. And he said, a lot of people think, oh, that means true for you. He said, no, it's history, not fiction. And he says, I'm going to be telling you the true story of reality. But he says, a lot of people go, oh, that's irrelevant. You can't tell a story of reality. We can't be confident we know anything about that world out there. You know, for a lot of people, it's everything is just what you believe rather than knowledge. But he says, you know, our beliefs are kind of like a map. We test our beliefs to see if it matches up with the world. And that's what you do with a map. Does it follow reality or not? If it does, it's a pretty good map. And he says, we test our beliefs about reality. If they match up the way the world really is, then the beliefs are true. So that's what he's going to try to do in this book. He says, you know, if a story is not accurate to reality, it's not any kind of truth. It can't be my truth or your truth, even though we may believe it. It's, just, it's a delusion. It's a mistake. So he said, if our story is really true in the deep sense, then it ought to be obvious that other religious stories are mistaken. He says, it doesn't mean they're wrong at every point, but they are mistaken. And he, he gives an example. He says, think about this. Some religions say Jesus is the son of God. Other religions say, no, he's not. And he said, well, that's fair. But he said, isn't that clear that somebody has got it right and somebody else has got it wrong? I mean, either Jesus is the son of God or he's not. And so all religions are not equally true. They can't be. They're not the same. He said, actually, religions are very unlike each other. When it comes to all these important issues, each religion's picture of reality is different from the others. And so we can't go for that. We can't uh, buy that idea. Oh, all religious ideas are about the same. They're not. He next tackles uh, two objections to Christianity. He says, everybody knows something has gone wrong. And here comes the objection. If there was a God, if there was a good God, and he was all powerful, then the world would not have this kind of evil and pain and suffering. He says, even Christians stumble over this as well. 
they've been led to believe that if there's really a good God out there and they're good Christians, then they're going to get shielded from hardships. But Kokel says evil is really not the problem for Christianity that people think it is because it's not foreign to that story, the story of reality, the Christian story. It's central to it. The discovery that things aren't right causes the people to wonder if there's a God. But he said, all right, suppose you get rid of God. So you say, all right, there can't be a God because there's pain and suffering. So you toss God. Well, congratulations, you got rid of God, but the original problem remains. You still have a broken world. Atheism doesn't settle anything. And in fact, Kokel says, if you are an atheist and you talk about a godless physical universe and you say things are not as they should be, that doesn't make much sense. How can something go wrong when there is no right way for it to be in the first place? Here's another question or another uh, issue that people will stumble on, the second obstacle. He said, the question is, well, wait a minute, you're talking Christianity here and you say there's only one way to heaven? That's pretty narrow. But he says Christians promote this because Jesus was the author. He made that claim more than once. And then he says there's a reason why he made this claim. And it doesn't have anything to do with his arrogance or bigotry or excluding others just to be mean. He says, and this is what he's going to develop in this book, the brokenness of the world, the evil and pain and suffering of the world, and the unique role of Jesus are connected. The second is going to solve the first. And he says that's the main point of the story that he's going to develop here. So he said, what you have to do is first get the story's basic outline in your mind and then go from there. So he said, here's the plot line of the Christian story. Remember, this book is called The Story of Reality. So he said, let's get the big picture first, the backbone, the plot line. He said, it's pretty simple. You, you have five words, God, man, Jesus, cross, resurrection. And he means resurrection at the end of history. He said, that's it. He said, that's the storyline and that's the timeline. He says, they're, they're laid out in logical order. The story starts with God. He creates everything from nothing, including the human race. But we all know something went wrong. Humans got themselves into a lot of trouble with the result that God had to initiate a rescue plan. So he comes into his world as a human being, a man named Jesus, to rescue us from this problem that we've created for ourselves. He did something utterly, utterly unique that ended up culminating on a cross. And how people respond to what he did is going to determine what will happen to them at the final event of history, the grand resurrection. And so there's the big story of Christianity. He's going to lay out the story of reality. And this is, a, like I said, it's such a powerful book. Um, J.P. Moreland, a great professor and apologist, he said, I highly recommend this book for believers who want to be encouraged and instructed. And it's an excellent giveaway for an open unbeliever. And I'd agree with that. Good one to give away. So once again, this is called The Story of Reality. I'll tell you, anything by Greg Kokel is worth reading. Go to his website sometime, str, that's stand to reason, but it's str.org. And Kokel has so many things there that you can use, uh, videos and uh, his uh, podcasts and uh, just amazing amount of um, backlog material, archive material that you'll be able to use. I, I need to mention also just one of his other books because I don't, I don't ever want to 
somehow skip past this. He's written a book called Tactics. And there's a great, great book. I'll tell you, it's always on a list of the books that every Christian needs to read. He's now got the 10th year anniversary edition. And I would say hold out for that one. That'll be available too. I mean, it is available, but don't just do a Amazon search and, and hit the button to buy tactics. Make sure you get the 10th anniversary edition because he's added a lot of new material and uh, you'll get so much out of it. It's how to navigate your way through conversations with people who don't agree with you. There are good ways and there are really ineffective ways to carry on a conversation. And Coco lays out very clear, very interesting, very usable ways to talk to others. And I've had people tell me, man, that book made a huge difference in my life. So I know it would in yours as well. So the book's called Tactics. The author is Kokel, Greg Kokel, K-O-U-K-L. So please uh, read his material, uh, watch him. Uh, he's on YouTube. And go to his website, str.org. Okay, well, thanks, and uh, see you next time.